0: What's going on, Versus Community? It's your boy, Cell, along with my co-host, Burn Lee. All right. So got some, uh, some spoilers today. Unfortunately, did not get the format, the new formats. But I'm sure that's coming up probably uh, tomorrow or later next week. So looking at the spoilers uh, off the blog, Friendly Neighborhood cards. Um, they gave us all heroes last week, I believe. So for the most part, for the most part this week, they've given us all villains. So to start it off, first thing they do, of course, is show us uh, another MC. And we have Vulture as an MC. Obviously, he's villains. Level one has flight two, five with five health. First ability, he has a superpower called Contract to Salvage. Build green, uh, green superpower. Choose an enemy player to reveal cards from the top of their deck until they reveal one with a cost. Remove that card from the game, and they shuffle the rest back into their deck. The level up condition, the world's changing, level up 8 XP. When you remove a card from the game with contract to salvage, the vulture gains XP equal to its cost. Now, me personally, I like this because you now have a main character and a, another main character that also discards I also like that the ability is not on yellow. It's interesting that this ability is on a green because green usually is dealing some type of uh attack damage. Yeah. Something that's going to boost the uh the character somehow. Uh look at might makes right, you know, something physical. Uh even your heals they deal with green. Um so being able to take a card out of their deck seems like it would be an interesting way to uh, put that on green. Uh, 8 XP seems like a lot, especially nowadays with long gunmen being in the decks. It seems like th- you, you, the, the odds of you running into something low cost versus high cost is going to be pretty, pretty bad. So you're going to be taking hits to the face possibly because Contract to Salvage is not getting you to 8 XP fast enough. And it's the only way uh, you can you can get um, XP. So it's not like if you remove cards from the game, you get XP. No, the world's changing. The level up condition says when you remove a card from the game with Contract to Salvage, the Vulture gains XP, equal to its cost. So you can't even use... The government denies knowledge to remove cards from the game or use goose to remove cards from the game or frost to remove cards from the game. You have to use the world's changing. Uh, not the world's changing. Uh, you have to use contract to salvage. So if you don't pull your greens in time, which uh, obviously is a mulligan condition, otherwise you won't level up. You don't pull enough greens to offset the low cost. You'll never level up. You'll just get beat in the face. I do like the ability, though. And I do like the fact that Vulture has
1: flight. So that part I do like. Uh, what do you think about this, Vern? Uh, so 2-5 and flight. There aren't a lot of cards with flight in the photo set. Mm-hmm. So I like that. We're finally getting some flight in here. Uh, I actually like the ability. It uh, I, I like that we have something that will irritate your opponent's decks a little bit. So the more you use, <laughs> the more you use that ability, the more it throws off their draw ratio, mm-hmm. and it's also pulling something out of their deck that is probably useful. So you know that's a good ability in in and of itself. The XP condition is a little tough, but um. I don't know. It seems like it's, they kind of designed it to be that way so that, you know, the more that you have to use it, uh, the bigger benefit you get when you do level up. Right. We'll right. talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, being, that being said, um, I mean, plain and simple, this it looks like it's going to be a situation where – you're teaming it up with like monsters of the weak cards, and and using COS, so you continue to use that ability over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you can do it like that, then it won't be so bad. But, yeah, know, it's a it's then, solid. It's a solid card. I like it. It's yeah. fun to
0: play with. Definitely, I was thinking the same thing. Just having five defense could really keep some people off of you. And if you go back to Outriders or something like that, um, you can attack them, but they can't attack with you without a pump, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I see this working in your uh, definitely see it working in your favor, you know. But like I said, with COS, you're in a you're in a tough spot because you got so much you have to do in order to um, get COS into play. Because what does COS two cost? Yeah. So we go ahead and move on to the uh, the level two for Vulture. Um, level two, Vulture still has flight, villain affiliation, still has five health, but he's eight six, which is a jump from the two five. And he has two superpowers now instead of one. So he loses the contract to salvage, which now becomes... Uh, business is good. So business is good is a build face ability just like Contract to Salvage, but it's red. Draw a card for each card you removed with Contract to Salvage this game. That could be fantastic. Because if you if you caught some of these smaller characters and let's say um, and then you finally caught like a big enough character to go ahead and level up on say turn 3, turn 4, So every time you flip business is good, you draw that many cards. If you can draw two extra cards, you're golden. The odds odds are highly improved in your favor just by being able to flip this red and use that ability. Now, the thing I really like about business is good. Not a lot of MCs use reds. So because a lot of MCs don't use reds, a lot of people don't have reds in their deck. And if they do have reds in their deck, they're not playing the most likely they're not also playing COS. So they can't lock down your red with their with their ability. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's what I really like about business is good. The odds that somebody's going to lock down your reds versus another color slim. Way slimmer. You know? So I, I really like business is good because if you can get a good two, three card draw off of that, I think you're in good shape because you're going to start drawing into the defensive cards that you need to stay alive because obviously you've been taking it on the chin with that two five. But now, now it's, it's going to be time to make a comeback. You got flight. If you on turn four, turn five, turn six, it's not a lot of people playing characters that fly. You know, I see Falcon obviously being a problem, but for the most part, that's that's you, you got, you know, you got the advantage because you can fly and other people can't, you know. So I like business is good. Now, the second power is high altitude vacuum seal. It's a combat ability. It's um, any turn combat and it's a yellow and it says cancel the combat unless each enemy character in the combat has flight. Fantastic ability. I love that ability. Because a lot of characters don't have flight, you got a lot of big bads that can be swinging at you, and you can cancel cancel the combat on them. So people, so now that gains you, um, it, it's going to cost them an extra attack to be able to attack you, you know. So they'll have to swing. You can play the yellow, then they have to swing somebody else. But if you they swing and you play a defensive plot twist, then they wasted it. Now they gotta swing with somebody else, and then you flip the yellow, so I mean, granted, you got mortal, you got killmonger out there, but like I said, uh these are two really, really good abilities so uh, thoughts, Vern,
1: yeah, I think the level up is worth it um thing I like about the thing I like about uh business is good is that however you level up, so let's say you use uh contractor salvage and you pull an a drop on term one right. Hey, you know that's only a minimal card draw, but hey, you leveled up on turn one. Right, get the swing, you know, <laughs> get the swinging. Uh, take your little card draw whenever you pull your, uh, whenever you pull your green, and you know it is what you pull what it your, is. whenever you pull your red. Oh yeah, when you're, whatever, yeah, whenever you pull your red, mm-hmm. just got the rest of the wilds and everything else for your yellow ability. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, leveling on turn one—that that that, that's that's rare for photo. Right. You can do that and just you know start swinging right away. Hey, that might work out for you. If it takes you a little bit of time, maybe you take you know three wounds or so. Then most likely, every time you use that red ability, you're pulling about three cards. Yeah, that's a lot of cards. That five cards a turn. Yeah, it is. You know, most likely you're going to be pulling something that's going to help you stay alive, either a yellow or a wild. Uh, and he definitely needs, he's a friend in his deck. Yep. And <clears throat> uh, what's great about he's a friend for him is because the only real threats to him are probably Falcon and Ego. Yep. yep. So both of those, he's a friend will take care of both of those cards because it'll cancel the combat with Ego and it'll be too big for Falcon is done.
0: And and you got the the um yeah, yeah, you know you're right, he's a friend. But you also can use um what you call it, um glad to see me and just be three three. Oh yeah. You oh, know yeah. So you you got other That's ways, a... <laughs> like I said, between he's a friend and glad to see me, you got ways around that. Now, because you still got greens, don't count out the fact that you still got greens. You know who you're probably going to wind up putting in the deck since you got greens and drawing all these doggone cards?
1: Oh, Killian Killian and uh, Claw. uh, Grandmaster need to be in there. And Claw. Oh, because you can draw those cards. Because if I'm drawing all those cards, the cards in
0: my hand is dishing out negatives to uh, another character that's problematic. So yeah, you may have somebody that can fly, but if I can instantly stun you with this green ability that I'm no longer using, I'm going to do it. And Claw got range. So Vulture blocking for Claw is fantastic. Because now I'm going to just sit this dude in the back. I'm going to use his ability when it's convenient for me. And get a free stun. Because Claw doesn't have to be big enough to take somebody down. His green ability is going to be problematic enough where you're going to make somebody, re- somebody huge really, really small. Because I could easily see Claw bring in Thanos all the way down to like two two three three because you haven't spent that many cards and you're keeping the characters in your hand. So yeah. even if you go back to the old school ratio of 36 24 for the uh, for the deck, then that means that you most likely are going to be pulling into a lot of characters mid game and you're still gonna be putting uh, one resource down but you are pulling you know even if you pull in two cards, you're gonna still get have an extra three cards. You're gonna put a resource down, play a card. Okay, you got two cards in your hand. Then you you got you draw two cards, then you get another two cards because of uh business is good that you flipped over in a row. So now you still got two cards in your hand. You know, so if you you do something where you can get more than just those two cards and start building that up and you're not playing plot twist, maybe you got heavy hitters or multi, multi health characters. So you don't have to play plot twist. Your hand is going to stay big and, and Claw's going to st- st- stay a threat. You use some of those greens in order to, um, uh, level up, but you still got Killian and you still got Claw to, to make really, really make a difference, you know? So, um, okay. but nice. yeah, yeah, I, I definitely like, uh, I definitely like Vulture. Vulture is a is a solid MC. Definitely um, a little bit of power creep because I can't think offhand who has eight attack in photo
1: for a uh, MC. Ego. Ego has eight. Yeah, I think he's... No, no, he sticks to six. He starts out big at four and four. Six, 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 six. Okay, because Mantis gives but him the only a, one that has eight is uh Hope. Hulk has eight. Gotcha. gotcha. So he's the same size as Hulk? Attack-wise, yes. Wow. That's saying something. All
0: right. Oh, because, I mean, then you know you got Ant-Man, obviously, because what is he, twenty twenty? then Mayor gets up to 30-30, so it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, because you got all these obscene, obscenely large characters, but you also have you know, the the consistency issue, you know, that you got. So but uh yeah I definitely uh definitely like Vulture. So um any any further thoughts on Vulture? Nope. Okay, so moving on to the first uh, support character they got on this preview, uh the Tinkerer. He's uh, one one cost villain affiliation, one health, uh one two for stats, Tinker Tinker, Tinker, Tinker is the superpower, build phase yellow ability, search a deck for an equipment, reveal it, and put it into your hand. If this ain't the most ridiculous search card, dude, how you not playing COS now? Because you play this dude on one, I'm gonna just play Albert Tanner on two. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going nowhere, and I can just play COS on three. Uh yeah that's pretty much it. And if I get the equipment, <laughs> if I get if I play uh, the primordial worms, I could play the worms on one, try to keep them alive, and then play what you call it on two, but I'm still playing tinker because I want to get as many of those COSs as I can. So if I get if I got the team, uh, if I got the worms and the COS out, I'm still trying to make sure that this dude can get me what I want. Now granted He's eating from the same plate of yellows as uh, Vol- Vulture's second ability with the vacuum suit. <clears throat> so that means you got to make sure you're not getting ridiculous with it. But I see Tinker can splash to other decks just because Timber,
1: they want to get those those uh, equipments. He he works with a lot of decks, and even even in a a uh, Vulture deck. If you use the COS, there's a way around the fact that they go, you know, they eat from the same plate because you use right. the COS keep your face up. That's you know? true, too. That's true, too. And Tinker, the stats
0: is, is whack, obviously, but the ability is so good because just being able to take a card out of your deck, anytime you see something in, in verses that starts off with search your deck, we're going to figure out a way to use this. You know, so like I said, I, I like. Hard uh, to figure out. what you say?
1: It's not that hard to figure out.
0: Well, the show won't be once James Bond comes out because I'm sure we're going to have plenty of equipment. He probably going to have equipment. He's going to be second to Predators with all his doggone equipment. He don't have a lot of equipment. I'm going to be upset because I'd be first. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, like I said, Bond, Bond coming out. Yeah, I, I definitely think Tinker is going to get splashed in that one. You know, but um, like, so I can see him get splashed in a lot of decks just because you want to up your ability to use Chinga Dolls, you know, and get a character uh, stunned and out the way. You know, um, you want to up your ability to, to just be able to get to somebody's back row with Chinga Dolls. Uh, just just it's, it's so much, dude, just get rid of ego. Just getting rid of ego, getting rid of Thanos. I don't have to swing. You know, it may be more beneficial in the mid to late game, just to play Tinker and equip a a Chinga doll, than it would be to um, actually bring out the late drop. You know, because you're gonna get two strikes on them instead of just swinging, you know, one time and possibly whiffing. Because, like I said, some of these equipment are so strong. I'm like, okay, I can I can do that. I can I can see that
1: working. Yeah the swarm swarm has already been here but it's just getting stronger it's just getting stronger stronger.
0: what you mean
1: I I, I just see I see a lot of potential we getting all these tutors we have all these useful smaller drops and I just see a way for you to be able to uh, combine all of these useful abilities and search cards to come up with a swarm deck that can do some damage
0: Yeah, I'm sure I'm pretty sure people checking out Ultron right about now, because if you can search for COS, that's going to make it way easier for you to bring out a lot of Ultrons at once. I got COS on the field. I got this blue in the resource row. I would get an Ultron. I'm going to flip this blue. I'm going to flip it back over. I'm going to get another Ultron, that new Ultron. I'm going to flip this blue again and keep it face down to get another Ultron. I'm going to play this other blue from my hand to get another Ultron. COS only got used one time, but that's how, how beneficial it was. Now you telling me I can search for COS to make this trash work?
1: I mean, look, we, me already, we, already have, we already have character search in Heimdall. Now we have equipment search with Tinkerer. And then we have overall search with uh, I Need Your Help. You got, so you you can, got location search with Dr. Strange. So, if you
0: got location search with Doctor Strange and you got equipment search with Tinkerer, and like you say, you still got, I need your help if you need it at this point, you can have a deck full of search to get combos to trigger. Exactly. You know, so like I said, Tinkerer, Photo Universe is definitely a threat. Like we said in another podcast, Photo Universe is a serious, serious threat. So now. We got an, uh, an equipment for Tinker to actually search for another equipment. So we got Chatari weaponry is an equipment villains team stamped zero cost, but keyword, let's keep it. You can only play this while a card with Chatari in its name is in a KO pile. Interesting. Uh, another keyword, pretty cool stuff. Equipped character has plus three, plus three flight and range. That's insane. Plus three, plus three is huge, especially for uh, equipment that doesn't have um, any cost associated with it. That is a big, big deal. So now you got a situation where you can't discard cards from your own hand and put it in the KO pile because that'll make this too easy to play. And the keyword says you can only play this while a card with Chitari in its name is in the KO pile. This card counts for itself, and the five-drop Chatari Leviathan counts as well. The thing that's so tripped out about this card is because if you play Chitari Leviathan and then it goes to the KO pile, late game is when you want to play Chitari Weaponry because it's free. <laughs> It's free. You know what I'm saying? So even if you had these cards and you holding them in your hand, you had two of these cards or something like that, one or two of them in your hand, you don't mind that you're holding them until later, depending on the characters that you got, just because you're going to have plus three, plus three flight range, which is going to be a big deal. Especially late game. And if you got Vulture on your side who's already blocking you with flight, given a character that you want to be able to use range. I mean, say, for example, you got Mordo. Okay, I'm going to quit Mordo. So now what is Mordo? 8 7 flight range? And he's still locking down your superpower, your opponent's superpowers? Yup. How is this a bad plan? I'm going to give it to Killmonger whose abilities Killmonger stole didn't still range. Okay, I'm equipped to Killmonger. Now he 8-8 flight range, plus whatever abilities he got from the MC. How's this a bad plan? And think about it. We got all this search. Would I need your help and all that type of stuff? We got all this card draw with lone gunmen using Frohickey and stuff like that. So that means the odds of you being able to get to these cards and the odds of you being able to get to a Chitari Leviathan when you want to, extremely high. It's extremely high. So now on turn five, six, seven, because obviously if I'm making it turn to turn uh, five, I'm using your last one or I'm bouncing attacks or whatever. Chitari I'd already searched for Chitari Leviathans. I've already searched for the equipment. Then what am I gonna do? I'm gonna just power up Chitari Leviathan with another Chitari Leviathan, and then I'm gonna equip this thing for free. Now you got to get past my Chitauri Leviathan. And if I got Vulture, that means I got two people that fly and I got the Reds if I'm playing Vulture. So that means I'm going to be able to ready Vulture after he smashed into somebody and then I'm going to ready this dude and attack somebody else because I'm using Chitauri Leviathan's ability. And that dude already huge because he doesn't have creature, so I can equip him with one of these Chitauri weaponry. The mid game is going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. Thoughts on uh, Chatari weaponry?
1: All of that sounds good. This is a weird card. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I just talked about all the stuff weird I like about it. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> now, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they they come out with some other Chitauri drop that's a little bit lower mm-hmm. um, so that you have a little bit more utility with this card. I'm mm-hmm. um, hoping there's some way that you can discard a card from your hand. Because here's the thing, nobody is really, well, nobody is playing Chitauri Leviathan right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: before the last few photos that came out, I played Chitauri Leviathan in a few decks. It was, you know, Depending on what the deck was, right, um, but nobody's playing them. Mm-hmm. So if nobody's playing them, that means your chances of uh, running into them are low, right? Um, you're not. If you're playing Vulture, it's not really a discard thing because that when he goes into your your opponent's deck, he removes it from the game. So that right. doesn't.
0: Same thing with Government denies knowledge; it removes from the game. Right.
1: So now what you're telling me is I either need to heimdall in a Chitauri Leviathan or I need to draw into a Chitauri Leviathan or I need to search for a Chitauri Leviathan. None of those things are things I actually want to do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So now, granted, that that, uh, equipment card is powerful. But then Ego exists, so Ego can take that equipment card right off like whoever you put it in. Mm-hmm. So um, you really want to use this ability as soon as you can, which really that would probably be turn five if you pull, it, pull everything off correctly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you probably want to put as many of these out as possible as soon as you have the chance to do it so that you can do as much damage as possible. And keep it right Right. Yeah. Because he's going to pick you apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can pick you apart. Now, now, granted, um, like like you mentioned, if if you have a Jafar Leviathan out and a Vulture out, you know, it'll make it more difficult because both of them can, you know, either block for whoever you have in the back or, you know, Vulture can use his yellow ability to stop it. No, actually, no, he'll have to use either friends or. But he has, so right. he has, you know, options, right? But um, it's it's a it's a strong card. I mean, just think about it. Quinjack was a three cost, and it basically gave you the same abilities. Mm-hmm. So you're getting it for free, even though it's a weird, you know, requirement, right? But I just hope there's some other trick that they're going to give you because it's just relying on four Chathari Leviathans is a little bit rough to me. But the technically,
0: get... technically, you're not because the card in the KO pile provides your way to equip it with someone else. So if you got four Chitari Leviathans in the deck and four Chitauri Weaponry in the deck and people use Langley, which they do, the odds of you, and they also use, you know, um, because if I if I remember reading Black Widow correctly, they have to choose uh, a non-character to this card. Some decks... Sometimes you don't have when they're using Black Widow you don't have a plot twist to discard you played it or you didn't pull any. oh oh, look, I got a chitari weaponry in my hand. that's a nine character that you have to discard now, you know, so um, there's enough discard going around that can legit make this way more playable.
1: you know oh it's playable, yeah, I'm just but if i if I suspect. If I suspect in any way that you're running Chitauri weaponry, I'm not playing Black Widow. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna allow you to use that.
0: Right. You know, no, that's... I feel you. Because Langley is more so going to make Chitauri weaponry way more playable because of the randomness of his discard. So, yeah. like I said, um, but just being able to get one of these on a character. I mean, imagine this on Spider-Man. We just talked about Spider-Man, how big and ridiculous he can get. So if I got flight and range and plus 3, plus 3 on Spider-Man, that means and Aunt May is also giving me plus 3, plus 3. That means I'm plus 6, plus 6. If I'm already 6, 6 and I still got the Paraglide, and we went into that already. But like I said, Spider-Man can get ridiculous. And a lot yeah. of characters, a lot of characters now, uh, like you said, with using, uh, using Killian, with vulture, you know, using Killian, so he you can use those greens up that you uh done using for contract salvage, you know, and uh, get three counters, equipping them with this in case you you know you got a uh, Leviathan whatever in the KO pile, Chitari whatever in the KO pile rather, and then uh, you know that's six, that's an extra six six, and keep in mind this don't cost nothing. That's the thing. Yep. it don't cost you nothing. You know so that that really changes the value of balancing the card out because yeah they gave there's only eight cards technically seven that yeah. you can uh, work with but the the payoff is gigantic and i like yeah. that it gives you flight and range because that allows you to work with whatever strategy you want you want to play like for example quinjet only giving you flight doesn't allow you to work with that strategy but if you want a character to be able to be in the front row and block for you, you can equip it with this. And then if you want it to be in the back row and it doesn't have range, you can equip it with this. So I really like the versatility that they they gave the card. That's a huge, huge bonus.
1: I mean, there's definitely potential there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, especially with Tinker being out. you know. So uh, two cards left. So let's take a look at Dimitri. Hero. 3 three health, uh, 3 cost rather 1 health uh, stats 2-2, two, two. 1 keyword this is Dimitri, his keyword says while each of the following characters is face up on your side, Dimitri has, so that means this keyword is going to add keywords to you, so if you have Maria Hill out, you'll get plus 1 plus 1 and stealth, if you have Nick Fury out, you'll get plus 1 plus 1 and genius, and if you have Spider-Man out, you'll get plus 1 plus 1 and safeguard and if I remember correctly, if you have safeguard, mm-hmm. it means you can't attack anything else in this row until you attack you have to attack this card first. So if Dimitri is in the front row, you gotta attack him first before you attack anybody else. If he's in the back row, you gotta attack him first before you attack anything in the back row. So uh meet me personally, me personally, I think the card is terrible. <laughs> I'm I <am> not paying <laughs> I'm not paying three costs I'm not paying three costs for a 2-2 Obviously my man is situational I do like that he has his team ups because in a heavy draw deck like for everybody every, every one of these abilities he has to work with those characters and it'll be fantastic he's just really expensive and he clashes with so many folks like you got Maria Hill she only has stealth that one turn so that means if you wind up underdropping, you can play Maria Hill, you can play this dude, and they'll both have stealth. She'll be 6'6, six, six, he'll be 3-3. Three, three. And you can team attack with nine attacking to somebody in the back row. Okay, cool. You get to do that that one turn. But it costs you five, five resource points to do it. Same thing with Nick Fury. Nick Fury is a three-drop. Why well, he is also a three-drop. So that means I got to play him on turn three and then play Nick Fury on turn four, or I need to play Nick Fury on turn three, keep Nick Fury alive, play him on four to draw the card for him to keep genius. You know? So I'm like, I see the Maria Hill thing working and I do understand how important safeguard is because he's going to be a very, very expensive Dawn. You know what I mean? So on turn two, I play Iron Man. I play Tony Stark. Try to keep him alive. On turn three, I'm gonna play this dude because I got Spider Man. And now he, you gotta attack Spider Man. Uh, you gotta attack Dimitri before you attack Spider Man. Fine, I get it. But my man ain't but three three. <laughs> On turn three, it's plenty of people that can take him out. Just like in the movie, you know. So I'm like, I, I, yeah, nah. Nah. Better three drops out there. Thoughts on Dimitri, Vern?
1: Alright, so I like the card, and I hate the card. So, the stats are terrible. However, remember I said earlier that Swarm is here. So, the way you want to use this card is either in combination with the right cards that make it worth your while, or you want to team it up with other abilities that make it not so easy to go after them. or at least make it easy for you to uh, have to deal with uh, things in the succession that you want it to be dealt with. So imagine like Dimitri on the same board with, with uh, Okoye. So now they got to attack Dimitri and Okoye to get to your MC. Or you can... So like if you because the whole thing about Spider Man, just to go back to Spider Man, because um, he's awesome. He he's awesome, right? But he's taking it to the face for like three straight turns. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Dimitri and Okoye out there, you know, at, at this point Spider Man will be huge, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're making it difficult for them to even attack Spider Man. Here's here's Uh, Yeah, Well, yeah, it is because you got to take you got to take Dimitri out. You got to take Okoye out and you got to take
0: Spider-Man out. Well, what I'm saying is you need Spider-Man to be leveled up in order to even be because he start off three, three. Right. Then he's six, six, if I remember correctly. So Dimitri most likely isn't getting played on a turn where Spider-Man is going to get it stunned anyway. He's going to be played on a turn where you have to attack Dimitri and you now are out of attacks to attack Spider-Man, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, it depends. It depends on the situation. Well, what I'm saying is once Spider-Man gets big enough, you need Dimitri to safeguard Aunt May. You need Dimitri to make sure Spider-Man also isn't getting attacked back because later in the game, people like Ego is going to see Dimitri and Okoye as problems. Which you want, exactly. which you want,
1: right? So, so that combo. You not, oh, go ahead. That's why I said you you you're using it in a swarm situation. You're not. You're probably not playing Dimitri on turn three. You might. You might not play. You might play Dimitri on turn seven, in combination with a Just or to you keep might Eco play him, off of Spider Man. Right. Or you <clears> might play him, and you can you can play Dimitri in combination with uh what's her name, Maria Hill, and had him attack somebody that's hiding in the back right. or have him attack ego right i mean it's 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 things you can do and then you know I thought about Dimitri with Nick Fury no, I'm probably not playing dimitri with the s c Nick Fury, but with the m c Nick Fury and a deck that's built for swarm, and now I'm giving him genius too and with the right combination of cards, it might work not saying it will, but uh, my thought process is, is there might be a combination of cards that make this work situationally. But just looking at it flat out, it's like you know, these stats are too bad for this to be useful. Right. It seems like it may be situationally powerful in the right deck. I also see it, like you said, being powerful because
0: we got Alter Ego now. So that completely changes how you play support characters it completely changes how you play support characters. That's true. And it depends and it completely changes the value of the support characters you got because certain characters are situational. But now if you can change their names, they're going to be way more valuable. You know, so um, I can see Dimitri, like you said, even Dimitri himself being swarmed and, oh, I'm going to change his name to night monkey or some junk, you know, menace and I'll bring Mm -hmm. out another Dimitri. You know, but you can you can have a situation where it's turn six and I could bring out two Dimitris. Now, now mm. how many how many attacks do you have to be using up? Oh, but look, I play. He's a friend from work so that you whiffed on that attack. You you know what I'm saying? So Oh, oh look, I I played this card and I powered up and oh you whiffed on that attack. You know, or I use a uh, group and I put a health counter. uh I, I put a wound on group so I could keep Dimitri out. See? See, you know what I mean. So right. now you now you're getting it, right? No, no, I know it's combos to do it, but initially, like you said, like three three resource points for this two two. You crazy? You know, but like I said, uh, you know it's in now that we have the cars that are making combos easier for photo, you're really gonna have to comb through photo to see yep. what's what's going on, what's gonna be useful. You know, that type of thing. I also think we need to watch out for cards like this because they could wind up being sleepers because I could see Dimitri throwing somebody off in a um, in a wish pile. You know what I'm saying? You oh, I, I got Dimitri in my wish pile. I give you Dimitri. You don't have Maria Hill or Nick Fury or Spider-Man, but I do. So now I play Dimitri in combination with somebody else, rename him, play my other Dimitri that's in my hand, you know, then I I could see that I could see it in the late game. Dimitri could get ridiculous, especially if you consistently get in certain things. Like I said, multiple safeguards is going to get ridiculous, you know, and Groot healing this dude to keep him from dying. You know, it, this could get ridiculous or you could play Dimitri in combination with Ancient One and this dude has an extra life, you know, and then you have multiple Ancient Ones and now this can get ridiculous, you know, so. Um, I can, I can see him being a sleeper, but if you're not planning it right, like if you got a cube draft or something, man, please, if I wind right. up stuck with this, <laughs> <Right>. Dude, <laughs> I wind up getting stuck with this card, man, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> it's like when we play the the monster's cube, every time we go to an event, we play that monster's cube and I always wind up with that last, uh, loyalty mon- uh, loyalty <laughs> Leviathan plot twist. Dude, we played that cube at least Ah, three years in a row. At least three years in a row. And somehow I still wind up with one or two of those stupid monster loyalty cards. Funny that you brought up cubes. Yes, uh, uh, we will be working on it. That's not a business. Uh, We will be working on it. But back to
1: the last card we got. Let's see here. Shocker. uh, Oh, go ahead. By the way. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm playing uh, Dimitri and, and playing Alter Ego on him and name him Marcellus like <laughs> You know, I
0: ain't even surprised. <laughs> just just for the sake of annoyance.
1: Yep, that is that is the case. That is, that's the only reason. Not even surprised. Vern. Probably won't even be worth doing it.
0: Vern just... being Vern. <laughs> so we got one last card with Shocker. Shocker <laughs> is villain-affiliated. Two cost stats. One six with one health and one superpower. Combat superpower. Throw down the gauntlet. Combat blue. When Shocker strikes a front row defender this combat, you may push it to its back row and exhaust it. If you do, it can't ready on its next turn. Interesting. Interesting. For two cost with a blue. Depending on what you got in the deck, I could see Shocker being a problem because uh, yeah. because even if he takes the hit, somebody not being able to attack the next turn could definitely definitely be a problem. So thought that think this is a uh, I don't even think he's situational. I think he's going to be a little up in the value, and because his defense is six. It's going to be really hard to uh, stun him outright. Yeah, I mean, outriders can team attack or some junk like that. And his ability only works on your attack. So that means when you play him, the turn you play him is the turn you got to have a blue. If you don't have a blue, don't play him. Now, if you got Heimdall in your deck, I don't know if you want this dude eating from the same plate. But I'm I'm sure he's gonna see some play. I'm pretty sure he's gonna see some play. Especially later in the game, when it's time for uh heavy hitters like Groot, Ego, Thanos to start coming out. Yeah. And you're not gonna be able to block. Yeah, definitely. He's gonna see play. I'm play this shocker, I'm swing, I'ma strike you, push you to the back, exhaust you. Basically a freeze move. Yep. Okay. It'll be worth it for
1: those two resource points. Thoughts on Shocker? All right, so when I first saw this card, I was like, eh, why? You know? But then I'm like, okay, so let me let me look at this objective. It's two cost card. His defense is six. Right. Which in this in the photo universe, well, pretty much any Pretty much anywhere in the game, six defense for a two cost character is is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So okay, that means in order to get rid of this dude, you're gonna have to either spend something or, uh, you know, do something significant just to even get him attacked. And then you still got plot twist that you can defend with. Yep. <clears throat> so also, okay, so that's cool. You might be able to keep him around more than one turn. But then when I thought about the freeze ability, and I think about how valuable freeze is, where uh, an SC like Iceman is used heavily, heavily splashed in all types of decks. Um, where a character like uh, Paladin, even though he hasn't been around that long, he sees play. Mm-hmm. You know, get blue, keep somebody face down, keep them froze. Where a car like Net Launcher was so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, people are willing to play, pay whatever is necessary for the freezer bin So, mm-hmm. That alone makes me think this card is worth it. Uh, and then I start thinking about other utilities, like let's say like a red skull deck, right? So maybe you're trying to keep red skull from dying. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need to slow somebody down from attacking just so you can get the, the necessary uh, combo off by, by you might just need that one attack to be slowed down so you can get that your combo off or maybe you're playing Dr. Strange. You need to slow somebody down. I, You know, I, these are just ideas that are off the top of my head. I haven't really like conceptualized anything like that. no, I
0: know what you mean.
1: Yeah, definitely. It can be used to delay combat. Uh, if you're trying to pull off a combo, but it also can be used if you're an aggro, if you're an aggro deck, mm-hmm. Because if I'm trying to win in combat, being able to slow your main attacker down is huge. Because I, I can lock your guy up. Because not only does it freeze, but it also puts him in a back row. That's huge, too. Huge. That's powerful. Yeah, but being able to just so, get somebody out the way. Get out my way. You know, I played Quake. So that's, that's basically like an aftershock, a combat aftershock. So I'm pushing this guy out of my way and I'm still attacking. You know, okay, I don't have stealth, but I have that. Or maybe I have both. I like the card now. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, this doesn't seem like a big deal. But now, you know, after I I thought about it for a little bit, this is powerful. Uh, Sometimes you see a card with a little bit, with a small amount of attack or, uh, you know, underwhelming attack stats and, and just turns you off at first but when you really think about it the utility of this card is really good and for him to be such a low cost mm-hmm. and get the combination of not only freeze but also pushing you in the back that's huge so I'm good with it man yep like, on first glance I was like
0: mm, but then I realized they don't have freeze are there any other cards that do what this does in uh, the photo set no, there is no freeze in the That's what I'm saying. Which makes him way bigger deal. Because the fact that <clears throat> the fact that you can't really stop this ability unless you're using, you know, last one or friend from work, you just messed up. That's all it is to it. Because if I can't what'd you say? Technically this is combat
1: aftershot. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. So it's like, okay, if I can't Stun you outright I'm at least get you out the way And a lot of times All you need is One one a flyer Blocking That could be problematic And now that I can play I'm going to pay two resource points to get you out the way Two resource points and this blue So I can put a wound on your main Yeah I'm going to take that I'll pay that price It'll be worth it You know what I'm saying so, and then, like I said, later in the game, later in the game, I'll be willing to pay two resource points to get Ego out the way, keep him from protecting somebody, you know, and he doesn't get to attack the next turn too. Psh, okay. What's the what's the problem? How is this a bad plan? You know, like I said, especially, in I, the, the Shocker going to see some play in Vegas for sure. Just being able to get people out the way, aggro decks going to love Shocker. Because that means every time you put down somebody to block, if I don't have Goose, I don't have Bifrost, I got Shocker. So if you got Goose, Bifrost, and Shocker, that means you got one out of five cards that can get people out the way.
1: Man, this dude can even get, uh... You can even attack a Koye with him and move her out the way. Now you don't have to attack her. Yep. You can go straight for the MC. Yep. So... Cause
0: Akoiye is problematic when you gotta, you know, you start building up her, her defense and putting counters on her and stuff like that. Shocker's like, I don't care. Shocker straight up like, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm a just move out the way. She ain't gonna be a problem for me no more. She gonna be in the back row, exhausted, and that's it. And then she's, she's not even big enough to stun him back. So oh. if you leave him out, he's gonna be a problem the very next turn. So you got to make sure you have somebody that can get rid of him, and that's not going to be easy to do with six defense. Defense is huge.
1: Right. That's, it's like, just problematic regardless. Who can take him out besides uh, Maria Hill, which if you pull a Maria Hill, that's you don't not you want on, to target. waste him on
0: Shocker. Right, exactly. Um, uh, Falcon. Falcon can, right.
1: That's about it.
0: Yeah, because I can't think of nobody in the early game that can uh, get it done. I'm not as familiar with the uh, Buffy cards as I am with the other cards, so maybe it's somebody else from uh, that set that can uh, that can get it done. But like I said, it's um, – man, this this set really needed to come out before Vegas because that one week before uh, Vegas, eesh, I hope people are <laughs> proxying these cards now, man. Just go ahead and get up there. Go to Staples or – what did you say? I'm sure some of them are. Yeah, go to Staples and just pay, the, pay it for the ink and be done with it. Or just scribble up on some, uh, some uh, scratch paper, you know, because folks at Vegas really need to be testing these cars to make sure they're going to be worth it. Because like I said, uh, Spider-Man can get as huge as he can. Vulture having flight, like MCs with flight and photo, is a big deal a big deal. So I really hope that they are testing this stuff out because this stuff is is legit going to be able to change the game. So uh, any additional thoughts on, uh, on
1: the cards we got so far? No, I just like what we're getting. Uh, photo Photo used to be a just straight up turn sideways universe. And now yep. it is to me it's it's more mad scientist y and combo eating illustrated at this point. And it is so versatile.
0: It is. Yeah, so uh like you said, what was what was your last thought on uh photo?
1: Yeah, I just I just I just like I'm happy with the cars they're bringing out. Um, it's a lot of variety and it's we're we're getting to the point where even photo is you no, know, it's not the same carpool, but it's big enough and it's varied enough where you can do all types of stuff. And I, I think people are gonna come up with all types of different ideas. That's so that's good. I I I appreciate that.
0: And I think it's gonna be way easier to get some of this alt wind stuff going like Red Skull and, uh, um, what you call it? Um, not Captain America. Ultron. I think Ultron, Ultron might be a sleeper. Some of these cards that's coming out, like I said, with this alter ego and, and being able to block with, you know, Tony Stark bringing out an extra character and all this type of stuff. Uh, it's, it's, this is a trip, man. This is a trip. Next thing you know, we'll be having, um, bunch of cars. It's going to be able to help you ramp in photo. So I said photo. Photo photo is a legit threat. (laughs) Photo is a legit
1: threat. Don't ramp in photo.
0: Yeah, that's going to be problematic. (laughs) Yeah. But, so, we got these cars wrapped up. Uh, Also supposed to have the uh, Carlos is moderating the pro versus con debate of uh, Outriders. So, you know, that got all over, uh, the, the, the Facebook group, the collective and in the discord and all that stuff got talked about. So, um, -hmm. looks like me and Mr. Ben will be, be the, the pro and con of, uh, the outrider band. Um, did appreciate, like he said, in his podcast that came out today, uh, it was never no disrespect. We just passionately arguing our positions as far Mm as, uh, belief system and what we want to see in the game you know so like i said it'll be it'll be good that should be we should be having that on monday not sure if we're going to stream that live or is that going to be um you know we're going to record it and then get it edited down so that'll be up to to carlos because he's the one that's going to be moderating it so but um definitely looking forward to that see what points we can bring out um and
1: so I guess uh any other thoughts for this uh this week uh yeah, and uh in addition to that, we just want to say, uh in no way shape or form, are we trying to uh well we we intend to come out as saying we don't you know we don't support bakers. oh we we support anything that is uh in line with this game being pushed. So we're hoping forty, fifty people show up in Vegas and play, for you sure, know, and enjoy, Definitely. enjoy the game. Whether you, whether you agree with us or not, we all want the game to do well. We wish we were going to Vegas. We just can't make it <laughs> this time around. So, yep. you know, we wish that event the best. You know, we we never want to talk down on uh, anybody playing in an event that's that's that was not the intention at all so yeah definitely definitely so and it wasn't the intention to
0: seem like it was a deliberate attack on ryan like I said the the point we was making was hey this is how we felt about it it just so happened that he was the one to do it we would have said the same thing if anybody else had done it or if it, even if it wasn't vegas it would have been the same feeling as far as uh like we said in the podcast as far as what what was going on with outriders you know but fortunately i mean you know, none none of the people that that we dealt with, you know, even with C-Stacks meta pulling the meta on his on Mr. Ben's podcast on our podcast. So um, <laughs> even then, nobody has shown like disrespect in person. Nobody has shown disrespect in private. You know, it's, it's never got, gotten that far. So there's no reason to sit back and think. You know, things get out of hand or anything like that. If I ever thought that these people were being malicious, then we would be in the DMs talking about it. But the fact that we can bring it in the public light as far as something that the versus community can discuss means, hey, I respect these people as players and I respect them as people, you know, so and they they add to the game. So that's one of the reasons why I brought it up as far as, hey, let's have a pro versus con debate because. These are individuals who understand the game, and we can have these types of
1: discussions without anybody slinging mud, you know. So man, we should have did we should have did another podcast where we listened to c Stacks and being listening to our own podcast and then responded. <laughs> 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 well, hopefully, this the hour podcast <laughs> for no reason. Right. Right. You know, hopefully,
0: what I what I really yep. appreciate about this situation is I didn't realize people were so emphatic about what was going on with outriders. They never, it wasn't even our intention to like trigger the masses. It was basically like, "Hey, I think we're in the minority here, but we might not be in the minority as far as you know, um, as far as how we feel about outriders." But I also appreciate that people spoke up because we need as many people as possible speaking up about the podcast because think about it, Ben and Danny listen to everybody's podcast and get feedback from the community. Um, So does Mark Shaughnessy. So it's other people at Upper Deck, it's other people involved in the making and mechanics of the game that is taking our feedback and using that information, you know, for data purposes or for design purposes, whatever their purposes are, we have no idea the effect that our voice has because we do have such a close community. So we need to make sure that when issues come up, we can get this type of excitement out of it. You know, so we need to make sure that while the fire is stoked and Vegas is still around the corner, we can use this as a way to say, hey, here's how one side of the community feels as far as here's how another side of the community feels. Uh, We really should have, I think, we didn't think about it at the time. But with Thor, we didn't have a podcast out, but we really should have thought about being more vocal as far as what was going on with Thor. Um, I I think that may have changed some designs going forward. Granted, they also knew what was coming down the pipe, you know. So um, same thing with Thanos. Thanos stayed getting broken every time a set came out. Like, oh, Thanos is broken. Now Thanos is more broken. Oh, now Thanos is more broken. Like, all right, all right, all right. We got to stop this, you know. So. We really need to make sure we're using our platform to advance the publicity of the game, but also using our platform to have a voice as far as um, the design of the game. Because Mr. Ben, Ben made a good point when he was talking about the mechanics. See, I wasn't ever t- never talking about the mechanics. I was just talking about him, how I emotionally felt. But he made a good point as far as talking about the mechanics. And C-Stacks backed him up as far as the mechanics of the game and the card interactions you know, so we'll definitely touch on that on Monday, uh, when we get into the uh get into the debate. You know, any other thoughts uh this week, Vern?
1: Uh no, no. I look forward to um to this round table discussion that's happening Monday. Oh, uh, you know, however that's being conducted. Okay. And then I look forward to responding to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, definitely.
1: Yeah, so we'll go ahead and wrap this
0: up. Uh it's your boy Cell. Am a co-host. Early. Early in the building. All right. So um you want to reach out to us, you could always hit us up at team apex for the win at gmail dot com. It's team apex for the win at gmail dot com. Spell the whole thing out. Um so we'll go ahead and see you guys in the collective. Have a good one.
1: Bye.